Our second scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Listen for the gospel of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who's been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently for the child, and when you've found him, Bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Now after they had left, an angel of God appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by God through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod saw that he'd been tricked by the Magi, he was infuriated, and he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years or under, according to the time that he had learned from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. <clears throat> Gracious and good God. Help us to not give in to our fears and to hear your word this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The important line, and I can't find my clicker, so Michael, could you jump us to the next slide real quick? The line that catches my eye every time I see this story. The next slide. That's odd. Uh, the next slide was supposed to be the line that said, Herod was afraid. This is supposed to be good news for Judah, for Judea. In the passage that Robert read, this is exciting news that the Messiah has been born. And all Herod can do is be afraid because the world is changing and he's not on top of it anymore. 
Herod was afraid. I play a computer game from time to time called Civilization, where you run a civilization, uh, build an empire, and uh, there, there's other civilizations in the game. When you meet somebody from another civilization, you can send them a delegation to improve your, um, your status with them, and it costs you 25 gold, and you send them whatever, and they, they get happier with you and whatnot. And I think that's a little bit because if some sources of the, about the Magi are right, the Magi would have been part of the court, uh, perhaps of Babylon. They wouldn't have been independently wealthy, but, but bringing gifts from their country on behalf of their country to improve diplomatic relations with, with this new king. So they go to the capital of Judah, and they leave and take their gifts fit for a king somewhere else in the land. This is out of the ordinary. When Herod told the Magi there was no baby born in his house, they were not deterred. They took their gifts elsewhere. The Magi treat this baby as though he's a king, even though he does not in any way appear to be yet. They went out to seek another king, another king that was a direct threat to Herod and bring their gifts to him. Now, the historical background for this story is sketchy. Our large, our main source of external information about Herod is Josephus, and he was a Jewish historian. He was not shy about writing down the bad things that Herod did. That's, that's how we know that uh, killing the babes of Bethlehem would, would have been completely on brand for Herod. It would have been totally within the realm of things that would be reasonable. It's like, it's like how you see a story about a politician you don't like, and even if it's not true, if it's something they did bad, you read it and you go, well, even if they didn't do it, it sounds like them. Well, even if Herod didn't do it, it sounds like him. Uh, but we think that uh, historians think Josephus would have made a note if this had happened. I read an article um, in 2019 that argued Herod didn't actually kill the babes of Bethlehem, that the, the story is not real. And I read it and I thought, of course the story's real. Just because, uh, to borrow from our Episcopal friends, of course it's true and some of it even happened. But this story. This story is true, and it happened, it happened probably every year since then. It's not that this story is a historical thing that happened once. It's a historical thing that happens all the time. I wrote this in 2019. I, I looked at, I, I wrote a really clever title for the sermon. It was called The Fear of the Powerful. And I thought, that sounds really clever and really familiar. I preached that in 2019, <laughs> and I would love to be preaching a different sermon, but it just keeps being relevant. I couldn't find it to make sure that I didn't say the same things, but it just keeps being relevant. It's happening all the time. Pick up a newspaper. Of course, it's real. It's happening as we speak. 
Heriting hasn't gone out of style. It's just as relevant today as it was then. It was happening in 2019. Uh, in 2021, I got a slightly different read. Something happened on January 6, 2021. Uh, I, I nudged Epiphany a little bit because I wanted to do Epiphany today. I posted, so there's a guy. He's in power. People show up with word that his power is going to end. He tries to get uh, people to help him, or tries to get them to help him, but when they don't, he incites people to violence. I'm talking about Herod, of course. And it was, it's stunning to me that January 6th happened on Epiphany. Stunning, but also really appropriate. Um, Dr. Frederick Haynes, uh, I found this quote on Wilda Gaffney's uh, Facebook feed. He said, Herod has offspring in every generation. Herod has offspring in every generation. I can't help but see Herod in the stories of people seeking to enter our country from the south. We've been told that we, like Herod, should be afraid because they might be bringing drugs or crime, even against the evidence that that's happening. Um, I'm kind of, I don't mean to get political, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that Donald Trump isn't president anymore because the the policy of putting kids in cages that's been continued by the Biden administration, I can condemn that without being political because I voted for Biden. And he's doing the same things. There's still kids in cages. And I can now say that that's evil without somebody going, uh, yes, because you voted for the other guy. No, I voted for this guy and he's doing it. Where was I? Herod, like all of his descendants, is afraid of change because he's afraid that when the world changes, he won't be on top of it anymore. I found an article by accident called Democrat Mayor of Edison, New Jersey, sending bus full of asylum seekers back to the Mexican border, quote, major security risk. Jesus will always be a major security risk. He was absolutely a major security risk to Herod. But look up any story of somebody getting hurt, odds are good it's because somebody else is afraid. And it's not just migrants. There's a fear that transgender people in bathrooms that have signs on the outside that don't line up with the gender they were assigned at birth, people are afraid of that. Um, if you are an unarmed black man who gets shot by police, the last words you might hear will be, he's reaching for his waist. The fear of bad guys with guns has made us the most armed country in the world with more guns than people and 392 school shootings since Columbine and, dear God, last week. One last week in Iowa. I already had this sermon written when I saw the Facebook post about another school shooting in Iowa. It wasn't even above the fold in the Washington Post. And this year, I can't help but see Herod in the Israeli army bombing and killing Palestinian children. So what can we do? I don't feel like I'm Herod in this story, though I think we all have the potential to be Herod, to become Herod when we let our fear get the better of us. When we, when we get afraid, you know, our brains get less logical. The part of our brain that's older 
and uh, was, was good at keeping us from getting eaten by tigers back in the day, that part of our brain takes over and we go into fight or flight or freeze or fawn. We get less rational. The rational part of our brain just kind of gets shut down when we get scared. That's why the media and the politicians want you to get scared so that you'll go into panic mode and fight the enemy and mail them donations. My goodness. No, you don't mail donations anymore. You, you send them through your credit card online as quickly as possible so that you don't get out of your fear mode and go, wait a minute. Why am I sending money to this politician? They're going to win anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Every time a powerful person gets scared of somebody who doesn't have as much power, they run the risk of becoming Herod. And every time they let that fear bring harm to the person that they're afraid of, just in case, Herod lives again. I don't have the power to unseat the, the bigger Herods. I've certainly sent some strongly worded letters to my elected representatives, but in my day, I can try to unseat the Herods that live in my own heart. I can try to trust God and not be afraid. I can try to imitate the Magi instead of Herod and bring gifts instead of weapons. I can dream about Israeli settlers coming to help once displaced Palestinian farmers replant their olive trees. I can dream about Middle Eastern mothers helping raise each other's children instead of bury them, of imams and rabbis gathering their congregations to rebuild each other's houses of worship from the rubble, of former soldiers and former terrorists throwing their rifles into dump trucks to be melted down into construction materials to rebuild what was broken, of cages unlocked and children being helped to find their families, of Central American countries being made stable enough that nobody is so desperate that they become willing to travel thousands of miles on foot to come to the United States because the perilous journey is safer than staying where they are. I don't know how we get there, but I think maybe we start by laying down our fear and joining the Magi and paying homage to a different kind of king. The thing about the Magi is they gave gifts to the king of the new way while the king of the old way was still on his throne. While Herod was still sitting on his throne in Jerusalem, the Magi just sort of went, whoop, went around Herod, gave gifts to Jesus, to this vulnerable young new king. Against not just the odds, but the facts. The Magi gave gifts to the king of a new way. They came to the palace in Jerusalem, and when the king wasn't there, they kept following the star till they got to the house in Bethlehem. Kingdoms are all imaginary anyway. You become a king because of people's loyalty and a network of loyalty and or fear. So, the question is, will we... Bend the knee in loyalty to Christ in his powerless disguises? Or will we give in to our fear and try to have him destroyed just in case? Let's pray. Gracious God, 
Give us the wisdom of the Magi that we may find you where you are in vulnerability and give gifts to you in all of your disguises. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.